people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the deep, darkness, a light has dawned. Here's a passage that we regularly hear at Christmas, in church services, at Christmas carols that are even on TV. It's a passage that reminds us that God is with us, that God continues to be with us. But it also speaks to our lives today. It speaks to our lives today because many people are going through dark or difficult times. Sometimes they're only minor. Sometimes they're quite tragedy. Now, this original passage was written to a group of people who had experienced major oppression. They'd been, under, they'd been basically prisoners to another country. And then, miraculously, one of their own became the king. But the problem was that that king didn't live up to their expectations, just like we get frustrated with our politicians. You know, we're about to next year probably have an election and nationally. And there'll be some people who want to bag the living daylights out of Scott Morrison and praise the opposition. There'll be others who want to praise Scott Morrison and bag the opposition. There'll be people who are looking for change and will put their hope in a human leader. But unfortunately, throughout history, the one thing we know is every human leader ends up letting us down in some way. And so this passage was originally written in those circumstances, but later on, a group of people following Jesus, group of Christians who recognised Jesus, that this passage spoke to them because they too had gone through difficult and dark times. They were living in their own land, but under the rule of another country. They were living under the rule of people who were oppressing them and giving them difficulties. And this passage also speaks to many people today. Many people today have gone through difficulties and have been through difficulties. Some are minor and some in the perspective of other things don't seem that bad. But even those minor things can cause us dark and difficult times. And so I encourage you to think about, have you ever had dark or difficult times in your life? And the problems when we have those is sometimes we can feel alone. Sometimes we can feel God has deserted us. Sometimes we can feel that we may have even been punished for something we've done wrong. Yet our passage today from Isaiah chapter 9 is a prophecy, a prophecy of God saying to us, he has not given up on you. He has not given up on acting for you. This is what Isaiah chapter 9 is about. It's one of the passages where the gospel is present. The gospel for us about God being at work for us is clearly present. You see, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 to 7 is a prophecy of God is coming to do good for you. It's a prophecy that God is here also doing good for you now, but it's going to get better. That's what a prophecy is about. Verse 2, we hear he is shining light in the darkness. He is shining light in the darkness. He is providing hope, in other words. Whenever you have faced difficulties, think about this. Think about the blessings you may have received through those difficulties. Think about the people who may have given you support or encouragement. Think about the care you may have received. Well, that has been God also blessing you. That is God coming to you through other people. 
But there is even more. God is more inter- not just interested about our daily life today. What's more important, he is interested in your eternal life. A life with him where if you jump into the book of Revelations, it shares to us it's going to get, life is going to get even better. It's going to be a life where there's going to be no sin, no pain, no problems, no difficulties, no darkness. And all this has been made possible by Jesus. Jesus, the whole reason we celebrate Christmas and we focus on Jesus coming into the world is to remember not that Jesus was born in the past, but that Jesus did something for us in the future. That Jesus came into this world so that we could have a better future. And that's why we discourage people from focusing it just on this world, but focusing on their future with God. Because this better future that God has promised, this better future which Isaiah is pointing to, has been made possible by Jesus. By Jesus' life, death and resurrection on the cross. And because he's bringing us a future, he's bringing us joy. He brings us joy. Remember the joy you have in your life? Remember the little bits of joy you have now? Well, this life in the future is going to be full of joy. You know, Revelations talks about the the singing, the beautiful singing that's going to happen. But the relationships is going to happen. You're never in the, this life in the future with God is one where you won't have a problem with anyone and no one will get under your skin. But you enjoy the company of everyone. So think about the little bits of joy you experience now. These are samples of joy to come. And all this joy is a gift from God. A gift where God has said, I want you to experience some of this joy, this laughter. But Isaiah also reminds us, for this to happen, God is at work dealing with the stuff that's causing us pain and problems, dealing with the stuff that's oppressing us. Now, the biggest oppressor that we face at the moment is sin. The biggest oppressor that each of us face is sin. Sin forces us, encourages us to be focused on our souls, to think of ourselves above everybody else. Sin encourages us then to live with some guilt, to live with some shame. But sin also brings broken relationships into our lives. Think about the the problems you may have had with people, the difficulties you may have had with people, and how sin has been part of those problems. Well, the mission of Jesus is to deal with this sin. You see, God doesn't want the sin that's in your life to stop you having a relationship with him. God doesn't want the sin in your life to continue into this better life that you'll have with him. So this is Jesus' mission for coming to earth. You see, Jesus didn't just get born at Christmas and that was it. He wasn't just a good teacher. He wasn't just a nice healer or a nice bloke. But Jesus came into this earth with a particular purpose a purpose that we'll celebrate in three to four months' time with Easter, where we celebrate his death on the cross and his resurrection, which it pays the price for our sin and makes it possible for us and everyone who follow him to have this future that he promises. And as a result, 
God is bringing peace, bringing peace to our lives. Verses 5, have a look at verses 5 if you um, want to see what God does. He's going to destroy all the weapons that bring conflict. Because God wants us to be people of peace. People have peace with each other. People who have peace with him. Now he doesn't say to us, I'll wait till you get to heaven before you have this peace. He actually encourages us to start practicing this peace now. When we pray in the Lord's Prayer, forgive us our sins as you forgive us, as we forgive others their sins. That is God encouraging us to think about bringing peace into people's lives even when they don't deserve it. Because that is what God has done for us. He has given us love, joy, hope and peace. Not because we deserve it, but because he loves us and he wants us to have a relationship with him forever. And then we conclude with verse 6 or 7, which underpins how this is going to play, take out. It underpins that it's going to take place by a Messiah, somebody God is sending into the world to deal with this. Now, going back to that original story, some of those people just thought it was another king, another king they can put their trust in. And again, they were soon to be disappointed. But what we have, what we have in Jesus is this king that lasts forever, whose reign lasts forever. His reign of love, joy, peace and hope is one that lasts forever. We don't have to worry that he may be overthrown. Although some people in this world seem to be concerned that he's going, you know, Christianity is dying out. But the only reason Christianity is, seems to be on the wane is some people are not connecting with God as much as they should. But God's still in control. God still has power. God still wants to bring love, hope, joy and peace into people's lives and continues to do that through his church, through people like me and you who come and listen to God's word, who come and receive from him and recognise share that with others. So today as you leave, one of the things I we're going to offer you is a couple of cards. I invite you to take two cards each, two Christmas cards, and to send these to anyone you know who may need to hear that God loves them and forgives them. These are free cards for you to pass on to somebody, just like you have received God's love and forgiveness. And we are called to share that with others. Because we are called to share that with others because we have this gift that lasts forever. You see, what God promises us in Jesus, what God gives us in Jesus is not something that's going to pass away at the next election. It's not, going to, it's not something that's going to disappear when we die but it's something that lives forever and his blessings will continue. And we'll get to see that forever with Jesus and many other believers when we join Jesus in heaven. And so as we hear the Christmas story, a Christmas story that our children will share in a few moments, see it as a story, not of just of the past, but a story as God at work for you. There's a meaning behind everything God does. God doesn't come in a palace, but he comes in a manger to show he's for all people. But it's also a story that's about God delivering the future for you. A future which will exceed all your expectations. A future 
where you'll be perfectly loved, but you'll also live in a place where there's no sin, pain or difficulties. May you have a blessed Christmas. May you share the good, good, good news of Jesus with many others this Christmas. And may you help them know that they are loved by the one who come at Christmas. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of Christmas. We thank you for the opportunity for us to be able to come together, to worship together, to be blessed by you. And Lord, as we think about Isaiah chapter 9, may it remind us of how good you are, that you are this wonderful counsellor, you are this prince of peace, you are the one and this will last forever. And Lord, as we live through the difficulties of life, the challenges we face, help us to see what you give us so we can have hope. Help us not to be despondent of the negative things that happen, but help us to trust you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.